Miguel Aziz's first goal for Portsmouth. Into the path of Smithrow, into the box. Smithrow scores! A really deserved first goal in Huddersfield Town Colours. Preseason has begun, and Arsenal try and figure out what to do with their highly rated group of youngsters as some try to impress Arteta during preseason, some still playing with the U21s, kind of sorting out their own futures. Players are leaving permanently, players are leaving on loan, and most importantly, and most excitingly, Brooke Norton Cuffey helped the England under-19 side win the European Championship in the final and lift the trophy as they defeated Israel 3-1. to And this was no walk in the park. I think a lot of people underrated Israel coming into this tournament, and even after they knocked out France in the semifinal, I think a lot of people thought England was just going to steamroll them and take an easy victory the way that they kind of did in the group stage, but that is just not how the match went. Israel got off to an incredibly hot start and dominated the opening 45 minutes, penning England inside their own half for nearly the entirety of the half and scoring the opener to take a 1-0 lead going into halftime. And yes, the win was up and at Israel's backs for that first half, but man, did they look incredible. They were just dominant in possession. They were pressing high up the pitch. England struggled to play out of the back and forced to play a lot of long balls that, with the wind issue, were unable to be controlled by Dane Scarlett or any of the forwards. And as I mentioned, Brooke Norton Cuffey did not start, and he's usually such a huge asset for any team trying to break the press. Uh, lucky for England, they were just down the one at halftime, and when they brought on you know, they're more talented players that they had on their bench versus who Israel had on their bench. That's really what the difference maker was. Uh, England scored off of kind of a deflected goal to equalize at 1-1, began to bring on the likes of Liam DeLapp and Brooke Norton Cuffey in the second half as Israel, you know, to bring on fresh legs really kind of went into a little bit deeper of their bench and lost some of the skill that they had out on the pitch. And that was really the story of the game. England were unable to score a second inside the first 90, but did score twice in extra time to win 3-1. And, you know, Brooke struggled a little defensively in this match yet again. Uh, Again, I think he didn't start mainly due to the fact that they wanted fresh legs out there, and he looked a little tired in the Italy match. Uh, But he was booked yet again, uh, his third time being booked in the tournament for a tactical foul to stop a clear goal-scoring chance, really. Uh, England weren't back on defense, only two center backs back. Israel were pushing men forward late in the game. It was a smart foul, smart yellow card. But, you know, the other thing about Brooks' game is he doesn't have to do it all every single match because of how many different skills he has around the pitch. And he immediately just added another level to England's game that they didn't have with Ogioki out there. And that was his width and his ability to drive the team forward and, again, as I mentioned earlier, break that press. And, you know, when the match went to extra time, they looked toward that right wing, oftentimes with Brooke and Alfie Devine and Harvey Vale kind of playing out in that right part of the pitch. And Brooke had a hockey assist for that match-winning goal, that tournament-winning goal. He received the ball in a wide area, drove forward, created the space for Harvey Vale to be in behind him, pass it back up the pitch to Vale, who whipped in a beautiful cross for Chukwameka, who deserved to score the winner, the best player of the tournament, by far got his iconic moment at this level and what I expect to be his last game playing at this level for club or country. He is just such a supreme talent. 
Uh, and then another special mention to Liam DeLapp, who came on in that extra time and was just unbelievable. He was an awesome outlet as England were just trying to see the game out and created the third goal after winning possession at the halfway line, driving all the way down the pitch, getting tackled, recovering, getting off his ass, getting up back onto his feet, releasing a shot that was saved by the goalie and tapped in by Aaron Ramsey. But an awesome play from Liam DeLapp and another supreme, supreme talent. Uh, and you could just see for Brooks' side of things how much it meant to him uh, to be on that winning side and, and to lift the trophy and, and to earn a medal. He's been all over social media posting about it. Just a huge moment for him. Definitely his last time playing for the under-19s. Uh, I'd expect him to start playing for the under-21 England side next season. And, you know, it going back to Carney Chukwameka, this tournament was just too easy for him. He was more physically dominant and technically as well, better than anybody in the tournament, and he just needs to be playing senior football. He, he is just such a large, fast, strong individual, and, and that is really the difference maker for him, you know, playing in this side, and he's just not getting better playing against this kind of opposition. He needs to be going up against the, the strength and, and the pace of senior football, whether that's on loan in the championship or I think he's ready to play weekly uh, for Aston Villa. Uh, but that tournament was obviously big for Brooke Norton Cuffey, received a lot of press, a lot of praise. You know, he fought through some turbulent matches and lifted the trophy. Uh, in other news, the Arsenal under-21s played their first friendly of the offseason. And, you know, they lost 3-2 uh, to Woking. And I'm just going to preface this with saying that the entire side, uh, in the highlights that I saw, they looked very tired and they looked a little slow to it they just looked like they hadn't been back to full training for long enough they weren't match fit they were a step behind woking the entire way uh and you know going just goal by goal here based on what i've seen you know the first one was really on Grachik, poor goalkeeping he was literally standing inside his own net uh, during the corner kick and just got pushed off of his line did not command the box in any way uh and it was just an easy tap in goal the two goals on the Arsenal side of things were both unbelievable solo efforts from Amari Hutchinson and Marcelo Flores, both who you would have expected to be training with the first team in Germany and potentially featuring in that first friendly on July 8th with the first team. But for Hutchinson's goal, he received the ball in the middle of the pitch, spun a defender, played a lovely couple of one-twos with his teammates, drove onto his left foot and fired back across goal from outside the box to score. Just a classic Omari Hutchinson goal. Uh, and Marcelo Flores came on in the second half, scored another pretty much worldy where he took two guys on. His change of pace and his low center of gravity, it is such a pleasure to watch. And he has progressed so much even in the last six, seven months. Just his confidence and his ability to take on multiple defenders at once, it, it really is, is a joy to watch. But he took two guys on in this situation then cut in on his right foot just inside the box and curled at far post. No matter who you're playing against, that goal is not being stopped by the goalkeeper. Uh, the other two goals kind of came off of goalie mistakes as well. Tom Smith came in in the second half to play goalie. Um, he made a mistake playing out from the back that led to an easy tap-in, and then the final goal was scored off of a rebound from a soft penalty. Uh, Tom Smith made a, you know, he saved the penalty, but he saved it right back to the penalty taker. Has to work on pairing that wider if he possibly can. Um, but as I said, they just looked a little slow to it. They have their next friendly against Cone on July 8th, the same day that 
the senior team is playing against Nuremberg in Germany. So we'll keep an eye on those two matches. Uh, as far as our players already out on loan this season, Mika BRF has now scored three goals in two preseason matches for Walwick. Unbelievable start for him. They gave him the number nine shirt, which makes it pretty clear they plan on him leading the line. Uh, they did lose a striking talent this transfer window already. I think that's why they brought Biarith in. But his you know, his three goals he scored already, a header, a poacher's goal, you know, in the box, kind of scoring after one or two touches, and a penalty. He's just showed his range of finishing. He's an incredibly instinctual player with just so much talent. He, he can really do it all. It's going to be a really fun season to watch him in the Eredivisie. And then Nikolai Mola scored in his first game back with Den Bosch. As we said in last week's episode, and we've talked a little bit about otherwise, he's very happy to be getting a preseason under his belt for the first time in two years, going back to a place he's familiar with, a place they trust him to lead the line, a place he feels that he can score a lot of goals this year. And this was the exact kind of goal that we need him to add to his game overall. He found himself in some space in between the penalty mark and the six-yard box, took one neat little touch onto his right foot and poked it past the keeper. A poacher's goal. We know he has all those other elements to his game, but he needs to become a refined goal scorer. And this was the kind of goal we've been looking to see from him. Uh, you know, last year he was an excellent outlet for them. This year he needs to score double-digit goals, no question at all. Uh, if he plans to continue progressing and working his way through the ranks at Hale End. Uh, Noller did start in the second game, played 45 minutes, didn't add to his tally, but he did almost score a header, just a whisker wide of the post. But again, finding himself in better positions already than last year and clearly becoming a bigger focal point of that final third. If you recall, I mentioned it felt like the wingers last year were not willing to make those crosses in when Moeller made those runs. And he started to kind of stop making those runs. And I think the preseason and the way that the manager uses him is going to change a lot this year. Uh, in other news about departures, Zach Swanson, you know, as I was saying for most of last year and through this offseason, best move for him would be to leave permanently. And he has done that. He's joining Portsmouth in League One. And you know what? This is a great move for everybody. He was a great Great player for Arsenal's youth ranks for many years, a hard worker, versatile, able to play anywhere along that back line, able to play on the wings in midfield when asked and when called upon. But, you know, his physical attributes never really matched what was going to be needed at a top level, at a top club. Uh, he just isn't quite athletic enough. He doesn't have that burst of pace or that extra bit of strength. He's technically savvy. He, again, as I said, can play multiple positions across the back line. But this is the best move for him, and he'll do a great job in League One. I uh, expect him to really succeed there, to be someone who plays week in and week out for Portsmouth. And I would expect to see him in the championship in the next year or two, either with Portsmouth or with another club, because it's hard to come across players who have, you know, been at big clubs before, who have been amongst such talent, who have you know, trained against such talent and who can play in so many positions, it's a real asset to have. So I'd expect him to, again, either make it to the championship with Portsmouth or find himself at a championship club in a year or two. Uh, in other loan news, Ovi Ejahiri, the goalkeeper who spent a lot of the season playing with the U23s, making 11 starts, has been loaned out to Chelmsford City in the National League South. So that's the sixth division of English football not exactly the loan you would expect, but with the amount of goalkeepers Arsenal have right now, 
he simply has to go on loan. Looking at the first team, there's already five goalkeepers with the first team. Ramsdale, Turner, and Aconquo. Obviously, there's also Bernlino, who is likely to move to Fulham. That's been kind of rumored for three, four weeks. Seems like personal terms have been agreed upon, but not clear if the club is going to get the fee they want, looking in that 10 to 11 million pound range. Uh, and then obviously Runarsson, who I don't expect to make any kind of impact at Arsenal ever, but it's a matter of finding him a new club. Uh, I'm sure there will be no fee attached, just simply, you know, leaving on a free. And then with the U21s, there's four goalkeepers. There's Carl Hine, who will join the senior squad, I believe is now training with the senior squad. There's Hilson, there's Tom Smith, and there's Hubert Gracic. So, you know, those three guys, not including Hine, Hilson, Tom Smith, and Gracic are probably going to play with the U21s. You'd like to send one of them on loan, likely James Hilson, if it was up to me. Uh, Gracic probably needs to play with the U21s another year, him and Tom Smith kind of alternating. And then with the U18s, you have four goalkeepers, Alex Kovacevic, Alexi Rojas, who has just featured for Colombia's under-17 side this week, Brian Aconquo, who is obviously the younger brother, and Kobe Small. So you'd expect some more turnover here in the goalkeeper area. It makes no sense for Arsenal to have 13 goalkeepers. Uh, on the books, so I'd expect to see a few more loans. Uh, and one last loan that has now just been finalized, Alex Kirk is going to Ayer United in the second division of Scottish football. 19 years old, a very supreme talent, uh, made 11 appearances for the U23s last year, made the bench for a Premier League match, obviously not used as a substitute, but the fact that he made the bench shows you how highly rated he is at the club. Um, and you know, this is interesting t for two reasons. One, Kirk would have likely played every under-23 match this season, potentially made the bench for a Europa League match or a Carabao Cup match, depending on some more incomings and outcomings. And it doesn't leave a lot of experience at center back for the under-21s. You have Zane Mon-Louis, you have Agungbo, you have Zach Awe, and you have Henry Jeffcott, who has just signed a professional contract. You have Taylor Foran, who has just signed a professional contract. So these are guys who have not even really played at that level yet. So interesting to see with Rekik already going out on loan. Harry Clark obviously converted to more of a fullback, wingback, and gone out on loan. It's interesting to see that we've prioritized now sending players on loan and getting senior football experience rather than just playing at the under-21 level. I think a part of that has to do with Betsy leaving because... They're not quite sure who's going to be the manager. Betsy obviously was doing a great job progressing these players, but when you don't have a clear path on who's coming in, it might make more sense to send these guys somewhere else. Uh, obviously, potentially, Quamina, who played a lot with the under-18s last year, could make that step in to the under-21s. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. But right now, Alex Kirk is going to go play in the second division of Scottish football next year, and we'll definitely keep an eye on that. As far as other potential departures... For me, it's clear that Matt Smith will likely leave in the next week or two permanently, likely to a championship side. A lot of rumors of him, you know, finding himself a new club in the second division of football, and there's a lot to like about his game. Obviously, Arsenal see that too. He's been training with them. He played for Arsenal's first team in that behind-closed-doors friendly against Ipswich. He's with them in Germany, likely to feature against Nuremberg, and, you know, he is an unbelievably good progressive passer the way that you'd expect an Arsenal center midfielder to be. His athletic capabilities, as we've mentioned all of last season, are the thing that are going to stop him from making it at Arsenal or potentially another huge club, but certainly an incredibly skilled player with a lot of technique, uh, 
a lot of experience now playing senior football on his multiple loans, and I would expect him to find himself a club in the championship in the next week or two. I don't think he even travels to the U.S. I think he finds himself a new club before the U.S. tour begins. Uh, the, the only other exciting news uh, uh, for me and, and something I think that people should be updated on is kind of where we stand with our three exciting right-back prospects. Rule Walters is the real deal. He has progressed incredibly since Norton Cuffey and Alabioso went out on loan next year, last year uh, for that final six months, which left him as the sole right-back in the under-23s. And he has started for Arsenal against Ipswich in the friendly last week. Uh, Ryan Alabiosu was playing with the under-21s. These signals to me that Alabiosu is likely to leave as rumored at the beginning of this window, whether that's on loan with an option to buy or a strict sell. And that leaves Rule Walters to be, again, the only right back with the under-21s, or at least the prime suspect to play every match at right back with the under-21s and, you know, potentially get a call up here and there. There are still rumors of Brooke Norton Cuffey being sent out on loan again. I could see Rule Walters going out on loan in January. More likely, I think he plays the first three or four months with the under-21s and then gets sent out on loan for the last six months, the same way Brooke Norton Cuffey was treated this year. Um, Just some professional contracts that were finally signed. Taylor Foran, Mauro Bandera and Henry Jeffcott. We're still waiting on James Sweet and Billy Vigar. I'm assuming they're going to sign them soon. James Sweet, to me, is one of the biggest, biggest talents you know, in the, in the academy right now. He, he is an incredible player who, who can play quite a few positions. I'd really like to see him play a lot with the under-23s this year, uh, which are now, of course, the under-21s. My mistake. And, you know, something to look out for, especially in Germany and the U.S. Tour, is Lino Sousa. I really think he's going to try and impress Arteta greatly in, in a way that will allow him to play with the first team a couple times this year. He could solve Arsenal's left-back conundrum, depending on if Lissandro Martinez comes in. If he goes to United, then I don't know if Arteta brings in a separate left-back. He probably just keeps Nuno Tavares, and Lino Sousa maybe you know pushes Tavares to be competitive for that second spot at left back. You know Tierney's going to miss time. He does every year. And there's really no other option there if we don't bring in some rotation. So huge couple of weeks here for Lino Sousa. And as I mentioned kind of at the top, Marcelo Flores and Amari Hutchinson didn't join the first team squad for the Germany part of this tour. Uh, A little odd to me that that's the case. Obviously both were with international countries. Uh, training and playing Marcelo Flores and Omari Hutchinson. This is with Mexico and Jamaica. So maybe that's why they didn't travel to Germany, but I would expect them both to go to the U.S. for the U.S. tour, especially Marcelo Flores. Maybe Omari Hutchinson is looking at a loan move and that's why he hasn't traveled, but Flores, I expect to join the U.S. tour. And a lot of people probably wondering about Jack Henry Francis, who played great in preseason last year. I'd expect him not to go to the U.S. Uh, I think there is going to be a loan move for him to a League One side coming up soon. So that's why I don't think he has joined the first team. But obviously, all of them have trained quite a bit with the first team over the last couple of years. But exciting times. I'd expect a few more loan moves from Halen. I'd expect a couple more players to leave permanently. We shall keep an eye on all of that and more. Very exciting couple of weeks coming up here with the transfer window coming to a close the season less than a month away for the senior team and our players on loan. We've got 
a bunch already out there, a lot to watch and a lot to keep up with. A very, very exciting time. And we still need to find out who's going to be the new under-21s coach. That hasn't been announced yet. So stay tuned for all of that and more. And I hope everybody is enjoying School in July on my Twitter page. It's been a lot of fun to do. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I know it's a lot of work, and obviously I know some of you are mentioning that it's a shame that not enough people are seeing it, so share it with anybody you want, obviously, and I really enjoy doing it and writing and talking about these players. They're all such incredible athletes and all deserve you know, to make it at some level, somewhere, and some of those players will make it at Arsenal, and that makes it all the more fun and the cherry on top. But we will come back to you next week trying to still get this guest to join us. It's an account that everybody likes, so I'll keep you posted on that and talk soon.